On today's Sports and Rec, we preview the first weekend of the NFL playoffs and review all of the coach firings before talking about Clay's return to the NBA and make our all-star selections. Then we begin our watch of the Mighty Ducks Game Changer series with a discussion of episodes one, two, and three. Hope you enjoy the pod. Welcome to Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Saturday, January 16th, and we are in playoff mode. Have you recovered from the uh, heart attack that you probably had uh, late Sunday night going into Monday uh, with your team ba- barely making it into the, but but surprisingly making it into the playoffs? I mean, I've talked about this enough. I'm a little annoyed that they're in the playoffs, but <laughs> 15 straight years under Coach Tomlin with winning seasons is great. Um, so I appreciate that. I've looked at the good things. Is our draft pick going to be as good because we didn't bomb? No. But does Big Ben get to go out like on a better note? Sure, of course. Um, so that was great. Always love beating the Ravens. Um, going 2-0 and against them this year is awesome. Um, but they're going to get drilled. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say it. I know uh, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out. Juju's returning, but that, and we've talked about it the last few times, that Chiefs offense is clicking now, um, and their defense is showing up also. I don't think our dink and dunk passes is going to just get it done. Najee's been great, you know, up for rookie of the year, but um, he still has a little ways to go. So the 12 and a half point spread, I think that might be a little much. I think they might be able to cover that, but yeah, they're going to lose. But it's been a great run. It's been fun. I'm looking forward to a little playoff football. I'd rather not have had the 8 o'clock game on Sunday, but what are you going to do? Yeah, well, a couple things. Your tie ended up helping <laughs> in some ways. Uh, I'd rather just be in the Lions, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, but it got you in. Um, and then Mike Tomlin clearly knows how to win. Um, no doubt. So you got that. So do you absolutely have no hope in the Steelers being able to like sneak one out against the the Chiefs and or do you have, like no shot, no shot at all? I mean, I'm gonna watch the game, but I'm, I'm I don't think there's a shot. I did that firepower on the Chiefs. I don't think we can score with them. We have not scored a ton of points. And the defense is all right. T.J. Watt is that healthy and playing well, and the front four is doing a good job. Um, I mean, of course, like there's always miracles, but. I don't think this is the year Ben is he's riding high. He says he's just going to go out there and have some fun. His last game. I was going to say, is it his last game officially, or do we yeah. not have that? He's done. He's yeah. done. He made that pretty clear with his last home game um, and everything like that. So it's, I just don't think 
he doesn't have the arm to do it anymore. Um, we're a little predictable offensively. You know, we struggled against a backup quarterback with the Ravens. Um, couldn't score a lot on them. A banged up team that was out um, out of the playoff picture. So, yeah, I, I don't think we have a chance. It's going to be the Chiefs winning that game. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Just, you know, Steelers can can muddy up a game, and you never know if their defense does okay. The Chiefs have a little bit of an off night. Um, it, it, it could be closer than you might expect, but I I didn't anticipate that the Chiefs <laughs> come away. As long away. as it goes better than last year's playoff game, <laughs> that for Browns debacle was horrible to watch. So I'm looking forward to watching them. Maybe you know, maybe they keep it close early and the Chiefs run away late, something like that. But I'll definitely be watching supporting them. It's probably the two least likely teams we thought were coming out of that division too, are the ones that made it into the <laughs> into the playoffs this year too. I mean, I, I just had the Bengals going and no one else. So it's it's wild that the NFC North is still one of the best divisions in all of football um, for good teams um, to coming out of it. So, but, but yeah. Yeah, so um, that's the first, well, you know, we talked about the Steelers Chiefs. I don't think there's a lot to go over there. I think we both think the Chiefs will win that one. Um, but we do, we were just getting into the Bengals and the fact that they made the, the playoffs for the first time in a while. Uh, Joe Burrow, really exciting. The Raiders won a uh, a really exciting and great game to to sneak into the playoffs. Um, and so that's the first game. Um, what are your thoughts there? Who do you think wins? Well, it's also Derek Carr's first playoff game. Um, uh, first playoff start, right? Like he was technically yeah. on the Raiders when and he was yeah, hurt. He, he hurt just yeah, yeah. He had, to, he had to start that game with some nobody. Um, yeah. But I give him a lot of credit this year for the amount of shit they've gone through as an organization, and he's done a pretty and he's done he's done a good job of leading that team through all these issues um, and keeping the team moving forward. Uh, he just got Waller back last week. Renfro's been outstanding um, on the team. Jacobs run the ball pretty decently. I think it's gonna be a tough game for the Bengals. I think it's gonna be a really good one. Um, I could see them trading touchdowns. It being like a 42-35 sort of game. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think they just have more explosive wide receivers right now. Um, Chase is unreal. You know, that option just to blow off the top so many times, um, shorten the field that much. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think it's going to be probably one of the best games of the weekend. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. I think that's going to be a good one. I think the Bengals win as well. Um, I don't have as much. I, I'm not necessarily thinking it's going to be as close. I think the Raiders um, expended a lot of energy in order to just make it into the playoffs. And you talked about all the things they've had to deal with um, this season. I think it's been an emotional run. And I think the fact that they just made the playoffs is was enough for them, kind of the way they were so happy about making it into the playoffs. Um, whereas I think Joe Burrow's probably – going to want to make a statement um, in his first playoff game. And I think he really believes in this team. So I think he'll want to uh, really lay like a stake in the ground for like, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm a, I'm a quarterback that you guys should be thrown uh, in a lot of these conversations more consistently. Um, and he'll want to do this for the, for the city and for the team. So uh, yeah, I have a lot of faith in, in that game and that team. Um, so yeah, not, not much else to talk about there. I think that one, uh, despite the fact it's a good game, it's also one I'm like 
the least amount of interest in too. Like I could not care about that one. It's like the Bucks and the Eagles are the only other one. I'm like, I don't really care about this game, but I don't know. I, I I'm bit, I'm a big Boros fan. I loved his year at LSU. I'm excited to see him get his playoff career started. Um, and the Raiders are usually just some sort of either debacle or you know just lose in a crushing way um, if they even get there. So. And I've become somewhat of a Renfro fan also from his time as Clemson being a walk on there and now just thriving in the NFL. Um, there's enough there to keep me interested. And then of course, um, Burroughs and Chase college teammates, now NFL teammates. I think that's a cool storyline also. Um, so, I mean, probably won't be pulling me in the whole time, but I do think it'll be a good watch. Yeah. I mean, if it's a close game, it'll always, any close game will be kind of exciting, especially in the playoffs. Um, I think the better one for tomorrow is the Patriots bills uh, round three um, in Buffalo. We saw what happened last time in Buffalo as Patriots threw three passes um, and one the last time out though, uh, the bills beat the Patriots um, in Foxborough um, pretty easily, I think. Um, but yeah, so round three, this time back in Buffalo, it's supposed to be freezing temperatures, like super, super cold. You know what's um, like cold out there in the West Coast anymore? What's that? You know what it's like to be cold out there anymore on the West Coast? Yeah, like uh, fifty degrees is like cold now. <laughs> um, we do have our cold mornings, though. I will uh-huh. say, okay. like, yeah, uh-huh. like 40, 40 degrees, forty yeah. degree mornings uh, and stuff. But stop right now. Um, but yeah, so that will be an interesting game. I think a lot of people are, um thinking that bill belichick obviously he's got the the coaching pedigree he's got um the the experience related to like being in these types of games and kind of having uh buffalo's number um i think the main difference is, is a lot of people are like latching on to brady having brady for all those years in these cold weather games and doing really well i think this is mac jones now and i'm not saying he's bad but he also does not have the same level of experience in these types of games and one in the playoffs first of all but then also minimal experience playing in like some super important cold 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 weather games so despite the fact that patriots fans seem to be like overly confident which is actually pretty standard nowadays um but like they're like almost overly confident and i don't think they have the quarterback that gives them that um that kind of like reason to be like excited or, or believing in their team. Um, so what are your thoughts on, on this game? Who do you think wins? I think a uh, Singletary has defined himself as a running back for the bills um, since that game, you know, I think believe he's had touchdown or more in his last six. Um, I think this one could be the worst watch of the weekend, to be honest with you. Like, Just because of was, the weather and everything. Game was so bad to watch with the cold and everything. Um, I think this could be a tough one to watch. Um, uh, but I got to, I think we go with the bills this time around. I don't think Belichick has the tools to beat him, but again, you know, this weather does favor Belichick. I think um, he's played in it a lot more. He's already beaten him in this cold sort of style weather. Um, but I don't think you're going to repeat. It's hard to, it's hard to beat a twi- team twice at their place in one year. Um, I'm going to go with the bills in like a, you know, like 17 to seven bills. Yeah. I'm thinking like rough game, cold, miserable. Oof. 
Yeah, I'm thinking like 17, 13 Bills. Um, low scoring. Um, but I don't I think you're right. I don't think the Bills I I would hope they don't lose twice to their main rival uh at home. Um that's that would be tough blow. I think the fans would would riot um in in, in that case. Um but yeah, I, I think they're playing better right now. I think the Patriots kind of ended uh their season not so great. Um, whereas the the Bills were kind of on the up and up, and, you know, different types of schedules to end the year, but I do think they're trending in different directions as as the season um kind of came to an end. Um and I think Buffalo's highly motivated to to win this game and and knock out the Patriots and win at home and really like show that they're they've made the next leap. So I'll I'll give them the edge, but I don't think it'll be uh, any dominant performance in one direction. And I don't, I would not shock me if the Patriots snuck one out here. Question for you in this game or for this playoff run. We've talked about Josh Allen a number of times. Uh, you've, you've admitted he's talented, but you also said you're not quite bought in on him yet. What does he need to do this postseason to get you to buy in? Does one game, like, is a one great performance in his opening round against the rival team Patriots? Like, does that sell you on him? What did this, has this season sold you on him or his body of work yet? Where are you at with Josh Allen? Yeah, no, not, it has not sold me on him. Uh, I think he's been too inconsistent this season. Um, like, especially how well he played last year. I think he needed to put up pretty similar type of level of, of play and performance. And he hasn't been able to do that this year. I think he's been, he's kind of jumped back to the mean. Um, and like maybe last year was a little bit more of an outlier. Um, and so like, yeah, he's dropped down in like completion percentage and, you know, throwing less touchdown passes, less yards. Um, I think so. Yeah. I think first winning this game would, would definitely jump him, but not like he's, I think he'd have to go to a super bowl for me to be like, okay, like he's, wow. he's I'll, cause what I want to see is one, if he beats the Patriots and plays like relatively well, I think that's a, a pretty good, like, yeah, you're, you're raising your game. Like you're jumping higher. You're like go getting closer to that, like top tier quarterback um, level. But I, th- I think it's unlikely that they go to the Super Bowl. I think. So I think if they made it to the Super Bowl this year, I think that would be a shock and it would be a primary, he would be a primary reason they would be able to do that. But I also am not going to knock him if they don't get to the Super Bowl. So like he'd still be like just on the outskirts of that top tier. And what I'd want to see is somewhere in between this season and last season at the very least for all of next year. And I think then it's gotta be like, you gotta have the playoff success now. Otherwise you're just, you're just floating around. Um, so I think him getting to the Super Bowl definitely jumps him up there if they get to there this year, because I don't expect it to happen. And I think the teams he'd have to knock out Mahomes. obviously he'd have to take out the Titans who have been good. Um, and that sort of, uh, pathway, uh, and, and beating the Patriots, I think is like a step in that direction, but I don't think, cause otherwise like him just being the Patriots and then losing the next round. Sure. I mean, what does that really do? Especially if he doesn't play that well against the Patriots too. But how would you feel about back-to-back AFC, uh, AFC title games? I think it's okay, but I think the AFC is weak this year. I don't think they're, they're as as strong so it's less impressive than it was last year i think when they first made the run and he was doing so well last year so it, 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 it 
it's not to take it away. Like, and again, I don't think he's, I think he's top 10 quarterback. I think if you were trying to get to the top five though, you'd have to be consistent and you have to make the leap. Like you have to be able to take down Mahomes um, to, to show that. I think at the end of the season, I'm going to have to get your top five NFL quarterbacks. I mean, some of it's pretty easy. I mean, three of them are like shoe-ins. <laughs> Who's your third shoe-in? Okay, Brady, Rogers, and Mahomes, right? Mahomes, duh, Mahomes, yeah. So there's your, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, those top three. So those the, the top two, I mean, the next two are, are hard, but I think yeah. you have to um, – Burrow's been up there. I won't put him in top five, but he's been really good this year. And especially the way he closed out the season. I think Dak's really good. Um, and stuff. I'd have to really like look at it, but like, I think he's, he's teetering, I think, but to like push himself into that realm, he's got to do a little bit, a little bit more, but he'll, he'll get inch closer. If he beats the, the Patriots, if he gets to the Super Bowl, I'll be super impressed. And I think he needs to put together because I think he was inconsistent this year. If you can put together a little bit better season next year, I think he'd kind of like, okay, he's, he's back again. Um, otherwise, I think he kind of resorts back to the mean and it's kind of this like, you know, that obviously better than like a Kirk Cousins type quarterback and stuff like that. But he'd be like, I don't know, more, more in the Roethlisberger years where he, like Roethlisberger is good, but never was like a top five quarterback, I don't think. But he was always up there and talented and he had good team around him, good defenses, so he could win. Just few years, Big Ben's was in the top five conversation. So, well, I think Allen would be. He's like he's in the mix. He's just not probably crossing the threshold. Like Roethlisberger was probably talked about, but like, yeah, no, we'll, like he'll be six or seven. You know what I mean? Like he's probably like probably didn't like cross that line. But and that's not to say he's not good. He's won two Super Bowls and it went to three, right? Went to three, lost the Packers and won. So. So, I mean, that's good. I'm not trying to take away from him. I just think he's played in a league with like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Pat Mahomes to close out. Like, I think he's had to deal with some really good quarterbacks and that's what happens sometimes. So, yeah. all right. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we both have Buffalo on that one. Um, the other game is probably the least exciting to talk about, um, but could lead to an upset just because of how banged up the, the Buccaneers are, but Eagles, Tampa Bay, who do you got? Oh, man. We've discussed this multiple times. Um, I'm going with Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he outdoors Jalen Hurts pretty easily. The Eagles did rest a lot of guys last week. They do return Miles Sanders. Um, but I'm not betting against Tom Brady. Not going to do it. Won't do it, even with all the injuries. Um, he'll find a way to win this playoff game. He's not going out in the first round. I agree. I don't have much to say. I don't think they are going to repeat. I will say that. Um, I think they're too banged up in order to, to do that. And then obviously it's a, a really tough, um, tough path this year, uh, as opposed to last year, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think they're, they're in the, be the best position. Um, and I just don't think the Eagles are very good. I think they snuck in, uh, with a weak schedule, um, and kind of playing a little bit better towards the end of the year, but I don't really think they have what it takes to take down probably the best quarterback we've ever seen. Um, and playing as well as he's ever been played again, like with, with less weapons and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, I think the Tampa Bay wins that one. Um, I'm super nervous about this game. Um, Dallas Niners. Who do you got? I don't feel great 
I don't feel great as a Cowboys fan. I, and I was excited that they actually weren't in the four position. Cause I also was not excited about them having to play the Cardinals again. So, uh, but I, I do think the Cardinals probably would have been a better matchup for them. It was interesting to listen. I know Zeke said his first year in the league, they rested going into the playoffs and played like crap. Um, so he was thrilled to play all through, you know, yeah, it was the Eagles second, but Dak had a great game, five touchdowns. You know, they're sharp going into this game. They're not coming off rest. They didn't get banged up in that game. They played, they, and they played their starters. So I think that will work in their favor. I'm going to go with the Cowboys this weekend, um, tight, tight early. I think they pull away to stretch it to a seven to 10 point win. I'll go. Twenty-seven, seventeen Packers. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. say, what game are we talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's better than I would have expected, and I hope you're right. Um, I think the thing that scares me is who our coaches. Um, I don't love Mike McCarthy. You've know this since they've hired him. I've not been happy about that. Um, but like you said, I think. They played well. I think Dak, like others, has been inconsistent this year. He has his moments. I'm not going to read too much into the five touchdowns last week against the shit Eagles team and um, and all that. But the thing that gives me hope, and I know Garoppolo ended up winning and playing last week. I think he's hurt. I don't think he looked particularly great having watched that 49ers game. Um I think the Rams probably let off the gas a little bit because they weren't playing for much, especially after the Cardinals were uh, losing. So I don't think they were full on, you know, putting in their full effort um, towards the end. And But I do think it makes me feel a little bit more uh, okay with the Cowboys prospects, with Garoppolo dealing with the injuries that he's dealing with. Um, what makes me feel less though, is that they might run the ball all over the Cowboys and Kyle Shanahan loves doing that. Um, and does that keep the ball out of Dak's hands? And is this a lower scoring game than we would anticipate? Um, I do think and hope the Cowboys will sneak it out. I don't think it will be as wide of a margin of victory as you had laid out. I do think it will be closer and I'm going to be sweating it out the whole time. Um, and this might be their, their harder game. Um, Cause I do think I like their matchup better against the Tampa Bay um, in the next round if they were to win this game and Tampa Bay were to win. Um, so I would feel a little bit better about that um, if they are able to sneak this one out. Um, but I do think this is a really, really tough one. And I know I had the Niners uh, going to the Super Bowl originally. I'm going away from that pick uh, because I need the Cowboys to at least win this game. And I think it will mean a lot to me to see Dak win a game like this because he's only won one playoff game um, over the years he's been there. So I think this will be a huge, huge uh, win for them. So I'll, I'll give it, but I think it's going to be close. I, I, and it doesn't make me excited because I don't like McCarthy in close games. I do think if the Cowboys lose this game, he's gone. I do think that. Really? Yeah. I think this would be, it's too, we have too talented of a team. The defense has stepped it up significantly. And if you're not able to get out of the first round, I think the, there's only one way you can look. And, and I think that's coach. I, I don't know where else you look because you're not getting rid. You're not getting rid of Dak. So, and, but did, 
do they give the reins to more than? I hope so. I would be okay with that. Um, I don't know if they would, but I hope so because he is interviewing other places. Um, oh, is he getting some interviews? Supposedly him and Dan Quinn. Um, so be nice for more to win uh, the head coaching job away from McCarthy and have that to build off of. Uh, we'll see though. Um, don't look, <laughs> I hope more has learned from McCarthy and, and Garrett the two coaches he's had to play uh, coach under how not to coach. <laughs> I, I just don't think they really pick up bad yet. habits. They stick with coaches for a long time. I know, but I do think this is different in that this has been one of the most talented teams they've ever had. And if they can't get out of round one, I, I do think that's a big, big red flag in my opinion. All right. We'll see. You have, you have to win your first round. You ha- you can't be the Cowboys with this talented of a team and be going home the first round of the playoffs. You can't. Well, I got the Cowboys at home, home, at home too, at home too. But yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be close, and I'm nervous for it. But I'll, I'm I'm keeping my hopes up, um, and that Dak is uh, back on track with with the offense uh, after that five touchdown performance. We talked about the Chiefs Steelers. All good there. Both had the Chiefs winning that one um in a not so close game probably um and then the, the other one that's one of the better games of the week uh rams cardinals also round three for these ones um who do you got in this one i think rams um i think stafford's gonna put together a good playoff performance this year the nfc is still stacked um Cardinals have been rough down the stretch. I have not been sold on them as I was early. They just haven't been able to put it all together here late in the season. Um, so I don't really trust them. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rams. I think this could be another ugly kind of kind of back and forth game where neither team seems to want to win it. Um, but I'll go Rams. 3124 Rams. I agree. I, I think the Cardinals have not looked great to end uh, the year and they've had a tough schedule, but um, they split their regular season games. Um, I do think you know, the Rams haven't looked particularly great either, but I don't think they've looked as bad as the Cardinals. Um, so I'll give the edge to the Rams too. I think they're just more talented overall. Um, trust that coaching staff and offense and defense a little bit more than I do the Cardinals who I think are, are very good, but I think they just got the short end of the stick having to play the Rams in the first round. Um, you know, but the Cardinals started seven and zero, and they're in the five seed spot, uh, which is a tough, tough way to close out the year. Um, banged up a little bit. You know, they haven't had DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Murray's missed a bunch um, of time as well. Um yeah, I just think the Rams are a little bit better um, overall, and I think they they I think this is a shootout that, so I'm excited. I think this will be a high scoring game. Um, I don't think it will be. I think yeah, both teams will be in the 30s or something like that, and it will be close. But I think I think the Rams uh, will win this one. Now that's our all of our picks for the first round. Got the Titans and, and Packers around buys um, as the one seeds. We both. Our original Super Bowl picks are still in play, so you can stick with them. We, you had Rams, Bills. You said I had Niners, Bills. Um, I definitely want to update mine 
especially since I just picked the Cowboys to beat the Niners. Um, but uh, what are your, who do you have going and winning? Or do you, are you going to stick with your original? I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick with my original. I'm going to stick with my original. I'm going to I like it. ride it out. I'm going to ride my pick out. Don't change anything. I love it. Um, I would. I just don't feel as confident in the Bills. I think they're my original pick to win the Super Bowl. I think we both actually had them winning the whole thing, potentially. Um, I just don't think they've been consistent enough. And Kansas City's looking better and better. Um, so I think it's going to be Chiefs and probably the, the easy pick, Chiefs-Packers. Um, because I, I don't, I don't want to pick the Cowboys. I do think they have the potential. They have the, the team that could do it. I just don't think they have, they will be able to get to the Super Bowl. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it there. Wouldn't be the surprise to see Brady in there again. Um, and it, but I, I do think Rodgers and the Packers have looked too good. Um, I think they have the advantage with that bye week. Um, and so I'll give the edge to the Packers. Um, but I think Mahomes is able to take down Rodgers in, in the Super Bowl. That would be my – so Chiefs over the Packers. Are you sticking with the Bills winning the whole thing too? Yep, I'm going to stick with that. You're going to see a great run out of Josh Allen. It's going to be awesome. Go for it. Then that will put him – he'll be number four quarterback in the league if he does that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's NFL playoff uh, weekend one. Um, we've got some NBA stuff to catch up on as well. Uh, oh, actually, before we switch over, we had a bunch of coach firings uh, at the end of the year. Uh, it was kind of a uh, a sell-off of, of teams immediately as soon as the season ended. Some of them not surprising, some of them surprising. Um, the Bears fired Matt Nagy. That was one that we had been anticipating for all, the whole season, just about. Um, the, the Dolphins fired Brian Flores. That one's surprising. Uh, Texans a little bit surprising because that was only after one year. Um, we saw already saw Urban Meyer get fired. I don't know if we had talked about that one or not. Um, the Giants fired Joe Judge. Uh, Broncos fired Vic Fangio. Technically, the Raiders' job is is potentially open. I don't know if Basaccia is. Yeah. yeah. So, but so mm-hmm. that one's a tech. Oh, we won't talk about that one so much, but. Could be an opening, and then um, the Vikings are the other team. So getting rid of Zimmer. Um, so the Dolphins was the most surprising one, um, but any other things of those of those firings that were surprising to you or caught you by surprise? Good, you good for you, Flores. Get the hell out of Miami. Like you're gonna get another job right away. You that team was one and seven, um, and we're on the cusp of them making the playoffs. So get out of town. Good for you to get out of there. Whatever issues there were between you and management, you're going to end up in a better place. Um, you know, tough beat for the for Texans coach, but uh, his buyout deal is pretty sweet. Um, and, he, and I think he showed himself very well in much, very much a rebuilding year that that easily could have been just an absolute walkover team. And they still yeah, better than I expected them to be. They so. managed to stick in games and just play play pretty good football. Um, I think the Vikings job is a pretty, pretty attractive position. Um, not the greatest quarterback in Cousins, but you got some weapons on that offense and in Thielen and Jefferson and Cook. Um, and I think a defense that you can rebuild pretty quickly in not the best division. Yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, but he's heading towards the twilight of his career. Uh, Lions are bad. 
Bears are bad. Um, so definitely a winnable division um, for a coach going in there um, if they can put a good team together. I mean, they made the NFC Championship with uh, um, what was it? Uh, Keenum. Uh, I think Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those pieces are still pretty close to being there. Um, I think that's the most attractive job out of all of them right now, though. That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, what, how would you rank them? Let's do the top one, two, three of order. So you have Vikings one. What would be the next best job? Vikings at one. I probably would have to go Dolphins. Dolphins two, but the management scares me there a little bit. But, you know, team finished really strong. I think there's still an opportunity for two of there. Um, I'll go Bears three. Nagy maybe just gets the playoffs twice for them. And um, uh, and he's gone and the GM and maybe some other higher. So they're doing a, a clean, like cleaning house, like of that, of that organization. So, so I, I think they have to have a good draft, but as long as they buy into a coach, um, and the coach buys into the pieces they already have there. Um, that could be an attractive job. Yeah, I would go Vikings. I think you're right. But also, I would put the Bears at two for similar reasons because they're also in that same division. I think I still believe in Justin Fields if he gets the right um, coaching staff in there to help him with the development. They make some improvements to their offensive line to to protect him. Um, their defense is is solid. It's a it's a great city, um, great like history behind that franchise and and fan support. Um, but yeah, I think Vikings, Bears, and then I yeah. Dolphins, I guess, would be the third, just because the pieces are, are seem to be there. You got Tua potentially. Um, I still think getting him a full, healthy year, and, and let's see if there's a coach that can maybe really utilize his his skill set. And but I think we're running out of time too with him. I, I don't think there's many more seasons you can kind of wait for it to happen for him, especially when players around him like Burrow really blossom this season. We've seen Herbert do well two seasons in a row now. Um, and those are the two guys uh, kind of like sandwiched between him um, and his draft. So I think, and I, I still think he's a talented quarterback. So I just, uh, I, and I think the defense is good and I think they're in a weak division as well. Um, and, but they've shown some, some potential in progress there. So. I think what Miami and Chicago has to do is this next coach, they got to kind of stick with them because they're really screwing like, you keep hurting, hurting them. Fields. You keep bouncing around coaches with Tua. You, you, you're not giving them an opportunity to succeed. And in turn, you're not giving your organization an opportunity to succeed. So Bears need to make a good hire, someone they're going to stick with and not jump ship. And the same with the Dolphins. They got to get someone in there. And, you, and you're going to have an unhappy locker room, I think. I would imagine, like, those guys were playing well for Flores. I'm, I got to have to be shocked by the situation unless – there was something going on internally that he was a bad guy, but I don't think that was it. Um, I think that management's all screwed up. So you got to stick with the coach and find a way to battle through some of these tough times and give them an opportunity. Yeah. And I think it was seen like disagreements with upper um, level people um, who maybe uh, also need to be taking a look at in, in terms of whether they should be still there in the organization. Did you talk to Steve at all? get his thoughts on anything they were not thrilled. very shocked What's that? very shocked and unhappy all the dolphin fans were none pleased <sighs> so that's all you needed to hear um 
so yeah, we'll see. I think that's a lot. It could be more to come uh, if playoff things don't go well. Like I said, the Raiders job, I mean, you could argue that would be the best one because they're actually in the playoffs, um, but they also might already have their coach coaching their team currently. Um, so that one's maybe not really an opening. The Cowboys one, I think, would jump to the top of the list if Mike McCarthy were to go and get fired. Um, For sure, no doubt. And I don't know if any other coaches are kind of on the hot seat uh, as it relates to the playoffs. Like if they were to lose, maybe Cliff Kingsbury is he teetering, really teetering could. a little bit. Um, I don't think it would happen, but I think you could argue it's warming up a little bit, I guess. And if they, if they don't it's do well, then definitely warming up. It's been two struggle like years. They, the way they didn't make the playoffs last year and then the finish this year, that seat is definitely warming up. Yeah. And the Bengals one is probably lukewarm just because like, I think they, they see with Burrow and I don't know if Zach Taylor is necessarily the guy, but like, he has done well with this team. I don't want to like take credit away from him, but I do think like they lose against the Raiders. I think they maybe start to like, Hey, everything else is kind of there, but maybe the coach is not the the one we need there at that. So like, I don't, I don't think it will happen, but I do think those are, if you had to like put playoff teams on the hot seat, I think those are the two that are like just on the, on the cusp of warming up a little bit. I think the Bengals one is a stretch. Um, definitely absolutely it's a, it's a stretch it's a stretch but you, you you know he doesn't have like the um the whatever the the love that some of these other coaches if they were to do poorly like mcveigh mcveigh if they lose is not losing his job i'm just saying like i i hope they wouldn't fire because i think he's done pretty well with the team this year and i think you know let burrow get another season with the guy um and see what happens with like a maybe a better offensive line, but I do think um, you, there's one that's like eh, it turn the flames up a, just a no, little bit. You're out of your mind on that one. I'm not giving it to you. We'll see. We'll see. Um, just because I don't think he's done anything that's like super, like people are like, oh, love this coach of the Bengals. It's, everyone's talking about Burrow, whereas like you know how much McVeigh got like so much love and stuff like that. So I, I think it's just one to just keep an eye on. I don't. I think it's. It's a definite stretch just to throwing it out there as like, Hey, keep an eye on it. You never know. I think the best thing for a lot of coaches in the NFL is to not be talked about. Yeah. I think that's fair. All right. Uh, so that was it for, for NFL stuff. Um, then we got some, just a quick NBA stuff. Clay Thompson has officially returned Welcome uh, back. to the Warriors. Great to see him out there playing well. He threw down a, a vicious, awesome dunk to really show that he was back. Um, I think he's still kind of working himself back into game form. He hasn't been like, you know, the, the typical three point clay that we've seen in the past. And, you know, he's still playing in spurts like five minutes at the top or bottom of each quarter. So not like fully there from uh, his full, like we're not getting full clay yet, uh, but exciting to see him back um, and playing well. He looks great. Uh, he looks great on defense. Um, so I don't think we can fully say like, this is the Warriors team. Like Draymond still hasn't even been in there the last few games either. Um, but great to see him. And I think the rest of the league should be on very high alert for, for him based on his, uh, first couple of, of games back. What are your thoughts on him coming back? Uh, that team is already, was already deadly. Um, you know, great game earlier. 
uh, at Christmas with Thun, and now they're just getting another weapon back that makes Curry even more deadlier, makes everybody around him even better, and he's a stud. Um, yeah, people should not be thrilled that they just saw him throw down a monster dunk in his first game back. That's supposed to be him easing into things. I don't think so. Um, yeah. So if Warriors weren't already the team to beat, they definitely are now. Yeah, and I think they're still not fully healthy. We're not, like I already said, uh, Draymond's been missing time. James Wiseman's still out. Um, and Clay is only playing like 20 minutes a game right now. So I think uh, that will change over the course of the season. And Steph's in a slump right now, too, and they're still like 30 and 11. So, um, yeah, they're, they'll be fine, I think. Um, and I think the rest of the league should definitely be worried. Uh, we have all-star teams coming up. Um, so I wanted to pick for – well, I still – I know they do this thing where it's kind of cross west and east and they have captains and stuff. We're going to pick – Five players from the West, five players from the East, normal positions. Let's be let's be captains. We'll go back. Yeah. And forth. Oh, so you want to do West or East? Well, done. Oh, you want us to be we'll captains? Just, we will pick, and we will each pick our starting five, going back and forth. We can't pick the same player. All right. Um, and make our lineups. Uh, do you? I'll want give you first you or second get, pick. Your idea. You get first pick. All right. With the first pick, I am going to take. And we should be clear. We're not picking like to win. We're picking it based on who's played the best this season. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Joker. I'm taking the Joker first. Awesome. I think that's a great pick. I will go with Kevin Durant. Oh, uh, man. Give me. Give me but Joker's. Joker's a great one, though. Well, who'd you go with? Jokic and Giannis. The only two first oh, Giannis. Giannis. Nice. All right. That's good. Uh, I'm going to go with Steph. Okay. Give me... Give me Morant. Ooh, that's an early pick for him, I'm too. taking him early, but he's had a monster start to the season. I'm, he has. I love him. I think he's awesome. I think he, yeah. deserves, I think he deserves it. Yeah, he's been great. Um, I think he will get his first all-star, uh, game this season. Um, I'm going to go LeBron. I think he's been really great, uh, so far to start the season, um, and holding up that team, despite how bad they, they are. I think he's the reason they're even staying afloat, especially without AD. So I'll go with LeBron. Give me DeRozan. Ooh. I know wild picks, but that Bulls team is fun to watch. He's been resurgent um for his career i think it's a great spot for him yeah he has the weapons around him it's kind of a three-headed monster there but i'm taking the rosen pulling at my heartstrings yeah i i love that pick i'm um not entirely surprised by it. i i am surprised at how well he's played this year that he's yeah, even in sure. that conversation but um but it totally makes sense based on the type of season he's had so far um if i'm going to go next Let's see. I need another guard. I'm torn. I will give it to you. Shit. I didn't think you'd take Morant so early. <laughs> I know what I'm between. I'll also even tell you I'm between Booker and, and Luca. I know which way you want to go. I want to go Close with it. take him Booker. Do it. Yeah. That's Go, he, go. The reason I was only like hesitant on him because he's been great this season is he missed a decent amount of time. He was hurt a little bit. 
Um, Luca did too, though. But I and I think Luca is technically better than Devin Booker. But I will reward Booker with um, with that position. Even Chris Paul, though, is I you could argue is you know for that other guard spot is kind of worthy of that uh, position as well. All right, last one. Period. So I'm going to go with one final big on my team, three bigs in that starting lineup. We're going to go with Embiid. Nice. Embiid's a good one. I'll go and finish with uh, PG-13. Ooh. Paul George. Okay. He's been good. Right. He's been good. Um, all right, nice. Yeah, there's a lot. This is just kind of like shows you how difficult some of this stuff is. Um, but got to reward some of these guys for for having the type of seasons that they've put together so far um and i was trying to round out my team too, not have like full i don't really have a center you pick too many centers but uh, <laughs> your team is big <laughs> your team is big <laughs> they're gonna get up and down though they get up well yeah so that'll be exciting we're about halfway through the the nba season not many other things we got nba like the trade talks have ramped up a little bit. Uh, nothing to really report. I know the the uh, Knicks has traded for Cam Reddish from the Hawks, um, but nothing like too too crazy there. Um, I do think the Simmons conversations are are heating up though, so we'll you see do, if you anything. Think so? You think we get a trade done? I think so. Yeah, I think there's more uh, interest for it to happen, especially since the Sixers are kind of not doing that great right now. When's the deadline? I forget. Um, I'll have to look, at, look it up. NBA trade. Line. Well, the thing about the Sixers though is the East is bad. Like yes, February tenth. February tenth. Yeah, but it's the Sixers tough. are like. So if they make a move, like they can be right back in the mix. They that's what I think. That's why I think they want to, um, and I think it's become more um, important that they try to do something. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, but yeah, nothing else there. Um, nothing too crazy. The Grizzlies look great. You mentioned John Moran. I think he's been incredible. Uh, that block was absolutely insane. They've won 11. They've won 11 straight. They've become one of my favorite teams to watch. Um, I don't understand. Like it wasn't, it absolutely wasn't. But the fact that it wasn't goaltending, it still boggles my mind with how high he had to get and how long he had to be in the air. And the fact that that ball was not going down. Yeah. Is- mind blowing like i don't even blame the player Wild. for trying to argue at first that that was goaltending because it it just defies everything that you you think is right yeah i mean i just watched them beat the warriors too and that's it i mean that team is just deep it's good like morant closed it out um they did exactly what they needed to and yeah that's just it's a really fun exciting team and i hope they can stay healthy i know that morant already missed some time um this season so um but yeah, I think you have to uh, be worried about them if you're anyone else in in the West right now, because uh, I think they are ahead of schedule. <laughs> I don't right think now. you can go back and do this all over again. And I still think you take him first. But is Zion Williamson turning to now? We're having the John Morant. Is Zion Williamson turning to a bust? Um, I'll say no because he's been awesome when he's on the court. It, he's just fair. been yeah. he's just been dealing with injuries. Um, not like a Greg Odin who was like, oh, he's okay and has had to deal with like serious injuries. Like Zion's shot like seventy percent. He puts up numbers and like he does well when he's out there. Um, so it's hard to say. I think he just hasn't played enough. 
Um, and how much of that is related to, is he just super unhappy with the situation in new Orleans? Like this, if he goes elsewhere, do we see a whole different game? I still think, and again, like sometimes you have to like argue is job being as successful because of where he went to like, would, would job been as good with that franchise in new Orleans with the team that was around him? I don't know. Like he's got some great, he's got Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain's been great. Um, some of these other guys, Dylan Brooks and other players on, on the Grizzlies have, of kind of, that's a good mixture of players and they play really well together. Um, so maybe that's why he's been, been able to be as successful as he has. So, I mean, he was second pick too. So it wasn't like you dropped like far down. So like, it's just I, think it, I mean, I don't yeah. think Memphis is that much of a better place in new Orleans. Um, like city wise, like we're not all of a sudden like, and I, I might even argue New Orleans sounds like a little bit better of a city life for a younger kid. Um, it's just interesting how they both go, you know, big people like his size just run into some injuries issues that other people don't with how big and large they are. But, um, but yeah, I don't think you can go bust with him. But Jaw Jaws dealt with some injuries too, and and his closest comparison probably is Derrick Rose. And maybe Russell Westbrook, but I push him more towards the Derrick Rose conversation. Yeah. And we know what happened to Derrick Rose, unfortunately. So I, I don't wish, I hope Jaws able to, to remain healthy and avoid the, the stuff that kind of derailed Derrick Rose's career. But I'm talking, that was an MVP player that's pushing like the, the NBA finals and pushing Lebr- like a peak LeBron um, in, in those playoff games and stuff. Um and I feel like they play very, very similarly. Um, and, but we have seen Ja get hurt. So I just want to make sure he also has risk because of the way he plays. He's, he, and, sure. but, but I do think Zion's is a little bit scary. So I think um, in a couple of years, if Zion's still, we're still talking this way, then I think, and, and Ja's been able to maintain his progression, then I think, yeah, I think there's some regret in that. I think no matter what happens, I think you made the right point. When Zion's been on the court, he has not been a bust in any way, shape, or form. I think they'll just be a like if he's if he stays injury prone. I don't know if we'll be a bust, but it'll it'll be it'll be disappointing. It'll Mm -hmm. be disappointing that his career didn't pan out. Yes, I think you're right with how good he's been this early when he is on the court. I don't think he can go into the bust category. Yeah, disappointing and almost uh, what could have been if he didn't like a Grant Hill or a Penny Hardaway type of like level of, and I'm not comparing Zion to these types of guys because I think they're very different types of players, but just the, the talent wise and expectations and then just getting it kind of derailed by injuries um, is kind of where he'd probably fall into that mixture. Assuming injuries is the thing that is keeping him off the court and not uh, like when he comes back and he's actually bad. Um, Cause I don't think that's the case. He's been good when he's been on the court. So, um, so that's it for, for NBA stuff. Um, but yeah, February 10th is the trade deadline. So we'll see if anything happens before then we're, we're approaching it, but, um, it, I've had the Simmons conversations had died off and they've kind of started to pick back up again. So I think there's, um, interest is, is growing, um, in, in something happening there. Um, so that's it for sports stuff. Um, we did start a new show. We are doing mighty ducks game changers the show on Disney plus. We were both huge fans of the Mighty Ducks uh, trilogy growing up, so we wanted to dive into this one. It's a quick one, too. It's only 10 episodes, so we'll, we'll get through this. So we watched episodes one, two, and three. 
We're changing up our categories. We're doing this thing called Flying Vs, where we talk about five uh, things that were interesting, intriguing, uh, we liked, whatever we wanted to like talk about a little bit deeper. Kind of like the all-star thing, we'll go back and forth and maybe we'll see if we have the same ones on the list. Um, so we're, that's what we're going to start with. So Casey, what was your number one uh, Flying V? Had to go with the mom, Alex Lauren Graham. I thought she did an outstanding job in that role. Um, funny, but down to earth, you know, just a very likable character right away and stayed that way. Um, and she, she, she wasn't always right. Like she grew into her character also. It wasn't just about her corralling these kids and always having the answers for her. You saw her like dealing with very similar, like not knowing what to do, but just knowing it was the right thing to do. So loved her character uh, going into it. I wasn't sure I was gonna, how I was gonna feel about her, but she did a great job. I see she's even like one of the executive producers for the show. Um, so big fan of Lauren Graham in that role. I thought she nailed it. Yeah, I agree. This isn't in my five, but um, but I agree. I, I really liked her character. I thought the Alex character kind of resembled the Charlie Conway slash Gordon Bombay type of, it was a kind of an, a nice balance of, of kind of, you know, towing the line between those two things. It was very reminiscent of, of Charlie's mom, like and Charlie's mom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like Charlie's mom being like super involved, but not a coach, but like caring about the team and, and her son and her son that's where she was at, but then took on the Gordon Bombay role as, as a coach. So, but doesn't know what she's doing really. And Gordon really didn't know how to coach a team either at that time. So there's some similarities. Um, and, but yeah, I really liked her, her role. She kind of like really like felt like she, it was natural. Like it, it felt like she fit into this world of hockey and parent and caring about uh, the success of the team and her rapport with, with Gordon was great. Um, so I really like that. And, and it's gotta be hard when she's dealing with mostly kid actors, but then having the, the back and forth with, uh, someone like Emilio Estevez as, as Gordon Bombay is probably helpful. It's, those are two solid, solid actors. So, um, but yeah, I agree with that. Um, my number one was obviously I loved all the subtle callbacks slash connections to the original trilogy. Um, some of the things Hendrix was a sponsor of, yep. of the mighty ducks. That's a good callback. Uh, I'm going to go through some of these things. Uh, we talked about Alex, uh, the mom of Evan. What was her job? Paralegal. What was Gordon's job originally? Yep. He was a lawyer, yep. not paralegal, but there's some connection to she's in the, the legal field. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, the what was the other one? Uh, the music. Uh, loved hearing the music. The classic <laughs> Mighty Ducks music is so good. Um, oh, the music is outstanding. They had to keep yeah. that thrilled when they did. So loved that they they kept that. They didn't update it even at all. I don't think so. It's great to hear they that a again. Bit, a little bit, but kept it pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, the other teams in the league, um, the Cardinals, the Huskies, the Hawks, all of those teams were were from the original uh, trilogy. So I love that. Even their first game was against the Cardinals. Wrong color um, for the Hawks. So uh, it's in my penalty box. We'll get to okay. that. Well, I did notice that too though and it that was not my biggest gripe but it was a big one because the hawks jerseys are fucking awesome uh, the fact <laughs> they, that they changed that dope. yeah is uh but uh the kids wearing football helmets and oven mitts and stuff like that that was a nice callback that's what they were doing in the original one unconventional coaching methods you know, gordon with the eggs in the first one and her kind of doing a little bit more not not exactly the same but like was like we're gonna sit in a circle and just share something about each other and yeah, so just 
Love that. Um, the beach balls. Exactly. District five. They talked about like it was, that's the name of the middle school is district five middle school. And I was like, Oh, that was, you know, they, they knew that that was the connection to have. Um, and then uh, this isn't like spoilers or anything. They get blown out um, by the ducks in this series. They get like absolutely crushed, which is very similar to what happened in the first movie when they play the Hawks in their first game and get absolutely destroyed. So I just thought that was an interesting that they're playing against the like the ducks are basically this version of the Hawks from the original trilogy and they get both get blown out in like like really embarrassing fashion in, in those games. So, um, so just all those little subtle callbacks and everything I thought were, were great to like bring in those connections. Obviously Gordon is, is returning for this as well. And I think there'll be more, but I've been loving like this, the, the subtle weaves in. it's not like hitting you, punching you over the face with nostalgia. It's just little things that like, if you were a huge fan of the, the original trilogy, you can be like, Hey, I know like the Hendrix brand. I know that brand from the original series or District Five. I remember that stuff like that. It was very similar to me. I had one. One of them. One of mine was like the nostalgia of it all. I think this movie or this show is like the perfect bridge for a parent who was in the Mighty Ducks, like grew up with that, so you could watch that movie and then their kid can enjoy this show. Um, I enjoyed it also, but definitely the nostalgia for sure pulled me in. So that was also one of mine as well. Um, the next thing I did like is I thought they nailed the youth sports environment. Like, yeah, it was over the top with some of the Ducks parents, but, you know, I thought they nailed it with that and kids just becoming kind of one sport athlete, sadly, as they go. But then on the other end of things, you know, Alex, Lauren Grant's character just at first just wanted everything to be fun. But then the kids go at the end of that game, they're like, well, but this isn't fun either. It's not yeah. fun either. And her answer was, well, I guess I got to learn something about hockey because you're right. So yeah. I thought that was perfect. It wasn't like this Disney, like, well, we're just going to have fun and all of a sudden get good at hockey. No, we got crushed and we now need to get better. And not just the players, but the coach even needs to like, I need to learn more about hockey. We all need to learn more about hockey. We need to get better so we can actually compete. Um, right. So I definitely thought they found the perfect way to put a spin on youth sports, but also not just make it like kids like to win. It's not everything, but it's important to learn how to play the game and hopefully get better at the game. If you're getting better at the game, you might win a few games. So right. um, I thought they nailed that. Yeah. And I, I think it's key to have Evan. If without Evan, that would never happen. But I think you see a kid that was on the ducks organization or a part of that organization get cut. And then like, he clearly has that competitive mindset. He's clearly a talented player. So he's not going to want to like, just go out there and get beat. 15 nothing every week like it's not fun even if he's getting to still play hockey um so i think without him though like if he was not good i don't think you have that 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 ability um to to be able to be like we have to make this shift from like this mindset if we're gonna only have fun to like we're gonna have fun but we're also gonna like try and, and we're gonna we're gonna improve yeah um so um i didn't have that but i i do like that call out as well that I had the, the crazy sports parents. It felt very fitting. Um, uh, as just a note I had, I was like, that feels very, uh, relevant to, to the situation that exists today in a lot of sports. Um, the other one was Gordon's backstory. 
And I originally was throwing this in there because I wasn't anticipating that we'd actually hear all of the details by the third episode. I thought it would happen later on. And I thought we were just going to get little subtle hints. Like we saw that that article um, that Alex was looking Gordon up and saw that he was out as the college coach of a uh, St. Paul. Um, Paul yeah. St. Paul state. And I thought that would be where it ended. And I don't think, I didn't think we'd actually get into his full backstory, but I actually really liked hearing his backstory a lot. Um, and you know, it was, it made a lot of sense. Like at the start of the, the Mighty Ducks trilogy, he actually hates hockey because of what happened when, when he was a youth missing the penalty shot and, and kind of like being shunned by coach O'Reilly. Um, and he kind of hated hockey. His dad passed away and was kind of like losing that love for the game. Um, but he, you know, he coaches the ducks. They he said it, they got too serious. It wasn't fun anymore. So he like left that became a college coach um, and was enjoying it and then got, was helping out a, a kid and, and was fired. So it was interesting to hear his, his quote of I've given so much to hockey and hockey's never given me anything back. Uh, like, what do I have to show for like all this time I've dedicated to hockey. So I like, I fully understand like why he has this dislike uh, of the sport and he's done great with like these kids and, and I'm sure they're in great positions now. Um, in this fictional world, but I think like he has dedicated so much time to this thing that has never really rewarded him um, in any way. It's only caused him pain, like getting like the ducks or his moments of missing the penalty shot as a Hawk, his dad passing away uh, all the issues with the ducks, him like go, trying to go pro and then getting his knee blown out and then becoming a coach and helping out a kid and then getting fired and can't coach college ever again. And you, it, it makes sense that like he, you know, has this love hate relationship with the sport that he's grown up playing and being involved in. But I loved, I loved getting the backstory. I wasn't anticipating it at this early, but I, it makes sense. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed hearing and then having Gordon in general makes like, it's huge part of like, I think why this season we like this show, because I think it's key to have that character involved. Uh, yeah, same here. This is going to be my next one. I think Bombay crushed like his entire character in the first three episodes. Um, a grouch, like I hate hockey, and like is out and kind of this beaten down, beaten down, grumpy person who just doesn't want to. The sport has hurt him. Um, I, I think this would have taken it a little too dark, but I think it would have been interesting to see him like in the first Mighty Ducks. The reason he starts coaching the Ducks is because he gets a DUI. He's drinking a little bit. I think that would have been an inch, like it was setting up for that style thing. Like he's in a failing ice rink. He's alone. He sleeps on his couch. Like, like I think that might've been a little too intense of a thing to bring into this, in this kid's show. But I think you could have seen him like falling back to drinking a little bit. And, and then like, he's talked about, he talked about in Mighty Ducks 3. He's like, what was there to save me? The Ducks saved me. They pulled me out of a really bad part of my life. You could have brought this Ducks team in. And it's like, oh, I'm being saved by not the Ducks, but this team again i'm being saved like hockey is giving me my life back once again um right. but otherwise i love the bombay story i thought emilio did a great job in that role like awesome awesome job yeah and I, yeah i mean i was actually surprised and uh i think i don't know what the original mighty ducks whether it was g or pg but like the fact that the main character gets a dui uh it's pretty wild in that in that kind of movie and but i do think we're not seeing him like drinking or, or getting a DUI or anything like that, but like, it's clear that he's going through shit. Like he's sleeping in the office. He's 
and maybe this is Emilio himself. So like, I'm sorry, like, I don't mean to call him out. He seems like he's let himself go like physically a little bit as well. Like he's not like as fit as we had seen him in the original trilogy. Um, sometimes that comes with age, but like they're also indicating he's eating old cake. He's eating pizza. Uh, like he's not like taking care of himself. So it's like clear that he's like, even if he's not drinking and going out driving, I think you still get that, uh, that point across that he's in not the best state of mind um, in his current position. So like different way of doing it, probably a little bit more family friendly, but like, yeah, for sure. You still get the same point across. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I know we've kind of touched on four of yours, but like, uh, what's your, I guess, what's your last one then? Um, it's, 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 it's a build on Bombay again, but his return to the ice to skate reminded me of when he skates around California in Mighty Ducks 2. Yep. So, and that's Mighty Ducks 2, I think is my favorite of three. Two, um, one, three. Two, one, three. Okay. I might go two, three, one, but Ooh. it's close. Like they're all good. I, yeah. Um, I actually like two, them. two is definitely the, the king. Um, and that moment when he skates around and finds his way back to hockey, I kind of had that same vibe. And like I talked about earlier, the nostalgia, like, that moment was cool. The music came on, he's cruising around on the ice. That's, that's coach Bombay. That's Gordon Bombay right there. Yeah. I was actually bummed that the only thing we didn't see was a skate sharpening. How is there not skate still sharpening? Early. Still early, it could happen. I know, I know, but how was there not any skate sharpening scenes? Like that was uh, a huge part of of that original grouping. Um, my next one is Sophie. I love the Sophie character. She is Adam's Adam, Adam Banks re, reincarnated. Yes. Um, for a lot of reasons, her story. She's clearly the best hockey player among all of the kids that we've seen, uh, which was Adam Banks at the time. She's like part of this other team but like the other kids are like really trying to get her to come over to to their team um but i just love her character i'm really interested to see where it goes i think we're getting like um like the fact that it seems like she's probably portraying like um an indian character as part of an indian family and having to deal with those expectations that um her family and parents are, are putting down on her. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting because we haven't fully seen where her story is going yet. So I'm really intrigued to see like what ends up happening with her character. What does she end up doing and where does it go um, as part of her, her storyline. So, but like Adam Banks reincarnated, I love that. And, uh, and I think uh, it's going to be a good one. I, I'm excited to see. I think I know where we'll, where we'll go. Like if I had to guess, but um uh, I think I really liked her character and it made a lot of sense for, for that, uh, for the series to have that Agreed. person again. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but my favorite character is Nick. Love Nick, the podcaster. A podcaster. Uh, he made me laugh the most. Um, he is just really fun. Like I love his like joy, like his joy. And, and I like his narrating as podcaster, like he'll, every now and then he'll pop in with his podcast and kind of like lay out like what's going on, what's, what's happening. And um, he's very realistic. And I think he is uh, just a great character. I really like him. Um, not from a hockey perspective, just from a personal, like just think he's a really good, funny person. Um, and tied to that, my last one, I like the team awards at the pizza place when they're um i get to learn a little bit more about each of the characters like she like the awards were like kind of dundee-esque and it helped us get a little bit more insight into like who these kids are and start to build these relationships around because i actually wished that if i had to 
critique the series. I wish they had spent a little bit more time with each of these kids getting to know them. And maybe we will in later episodes. Um, but it was helpful to like get a sense of like who these kids are um, and why we should care about them over these, these 10 episodes. It started to like lay the groundwork a little bit for that. So I, I enjoyed having that moment. It, it didn't really make a lot of sense in terms of like they were doing it after the first game of the year, but it did help from a watcher audience perspective. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is Maya. I didn't even know her name for, for the longest time. Now I at least know her name, uh, the other girl on the team. And then, uh, the kid from, uh, Toronto, Logan and, and stuff like that. So it was cool to kind of get the little insights into some of these other players and stuff like that. Um, so that was our most intriguing. That's our flying V's. We'll do that each week. Uh, but we also wanted to give some time for things we didn't like. We care a lot about this original trilogy, like we said. So we're going to put some people in the penalty box. I'll let you go first. No, again. I want to hear you. I got it. You're killing me. All right. You told me you got something good. I got to hear you. Yeah, I mean, this this one drove me nuts when I first heard it. How the fuck do you name your team the Don't Bothers? What kind of name for a team is that? I could not stand that that is the name of, of this team. I, it drove me crazy. They should have gone to District 5. That was what they were originally called in the trilogy. Anything? <laughs> Literally I thought you would have liked the don't bother. No, the don't bothers. Well, because I also have issue with, I didn't even think Alex's rant was a rant that even warranted going viral as it went in the show. Could you imagine a parent doing that? But I I don't even think it, like I've seen worse rants in shows and stuff. And I just don't, I think that was just a normal like parent just being upset. Her kid was just cut from the team. Like, and she was just reacting like, in a actually I felt rational she wasn't being irrational she wasn't going crazy she was just kind of like hey like what the hell is going on with like how do we get to this place so I didn't feel like it even warranted be going viral um I actually hated that part of the storyline it's like oh you you see uh Evan's mom's like viral rant it was kind of like well I mean I don't think it was worthy of being recorded but I do think like all you needed to show was that it happened um I don't think you needed that viral moment, but yeah, I could not stand that they were called the don't bothers uh, any, any other nickname. I just, I hate that. They're like, and now it's the Hawks against the don't bother. Like it just does not fit like with anything. I think they should have gone back to district five um, and the don't bothers just, I know they're using it because it was part of the rant. It was part of what the, the ducks coach said to her about Evan, but I think that's, that's too corny, too cheesy, and too stupid. Like, I just, I can't stand, no, Evan wouldn't even, like, a kid as competitive as Evan would know, be like, no, we're not fucking called the don't bothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, All right, what do you one. think, um, though? Like, you weren't, a, you weren't a, against that? I, I just I thought guess, that was I terrible. guess I wasn't, like, it was like, okay, that's their team name. Like, I'm just going to move on past this. Like, it wasn't, uh, like, the don't bothers, definitely, you're definitely right. It does not roll off the tongue in any way, shape, or form. I loved your District 5 idea um it was sitting there it's their name with their middle yeah. school is right there it's yeah. like oh um mine i guess i'll add one now that you said that one but what bothered me is when they talked about bombay's injury and he said he got what 14 teeth knocked out we we, we saw the injury in the movie yeah he didn't get 14 teeth knocked no out. like it didn't happen i guess unless that was a different like later on injury but yeah, we did not see that at all you, like just leave it at your toy your acl like there's, it's literally part of Mighty Ducks 2. We saw it happen. 
Like, yeah. You didn't, you were not spitting out 14 teeth onto the ground. No, you, you, you had perfect you got teeth. A dirty movie. shot on your knee. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Let's, let's leave it at that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll put that one in the penalty box. I didn't have that one, but I didn't notice that. Um, the other one, I think we both had this one the Hawks, um, the different colors, like just the fact that orange, they were orange. Just those, the, the, but the, uh, the, the, uh, the black and white with the very subtle ice blue and the red eye of the Hawk. Yeah, you got that was, that was so like, I could not deal with the fact that they, they changed that. And that, that pissed me off. That was my number two. Like I was, I saw that. I'm like, how do you change the, why, why did you even need to change the colors of that? No need. Um, I also would have been okay if the Hawks were not a team in the league anymore and they became the Hawks. I would have also been okay with that. And then if they brought back those jerseys, it would have been fucking awesome. But, um, um, and we also, I, I already talked about this too, uh, but just throwing out there, I have one more after this one, but Alex's rant going viral. I just don't think it warranted going viral. I thought her rant was good enough in the moment that we saw it. And that's all we needed to see of it was just her making this stance against the team and, and these other parents and, and how things are going and the culture. I don't think it needed to warrant going viral and, and the kids like recording it and like sharing it and making fun of Evan for it. I just don't think that was needed, but. So this next one, I guess, because I'm, I'm liking the show and I'm understanding the storyline, but it, it, it still hurts that, that the Ducks went bad. It, it, it hurts to see it. That the Ducks Interesting. Went, I don't have that. I, I actually don't mind. Um, it makes sense. Got, to, it makes sense to me. It's, it's a good storyline and it does make sense to me. Like, I'm not saying they, like, they did anything wrong with this, but it still hurts. It's, 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 yeah. it's rough to watch. To be not rooting for the Ducks is, the is ducks. tough. For the Ducks to go south and like not have this awesome arena that somehow is open to everybody and you still have maybe your elite team, but like hockey's for everybody. So it, it, it hurts that a storyline that makes the show good hurts. Yeah, um, so that was tough. a bummer for me to like oh man this kind of sucks like the duck the ducks are dead yeah we can't root for them and they they've gone away from what made them who they were originally which was a, a group of kind of you know nobodies and um kind of ragtag group of of players that became what they became um and they've they've completely abandoned that and become the hawks of the first movie essentially um but yeah, it, it makes sense. But yeah, it's tough to, to not be rooting for, for the Muddy Ducks in a show about the Muddy Ducks. Um, my last one, and this is super small, not that big a deal. Uh, Evans, the only kid cut. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Sorry, well, like, bro. if you're making cuts, it's just like, it, it, why, why are you not making that a tryout? Like that first, it just seemed like a normal practice. And the coach is like, all right, that kid's gone. Like, holy shit, yeah. that's kind of yeah, fucked yeah, up. It's kind of like, and it would have made more sense too, because I feel like to start from one player to have to build a team, I would have made more sense. Like, Hey, like me and like two other kids who are not clearly as good as these Hawks, but like two or three of us got cut. And now we have to find like three or four other players that are not going to be good. But like, it's going to be much harder to believe that like the, the original ducks had Charlie Conway who showed talent, um, Jesse, Hall, who's like showed a lot of talent. Goldberg had moments of okayness in in those early things, and now it's kind of like Evan, and that's it. 
and yeah. clearly he's not great. So you needed to pair him with like, I don't know, like just have like, hey, it's tryouts for for this new division. We're going up an age group from from the previous thing. We're we're taking like we have twenty five kids here from the previous season. We're only taking twenty. Five of you are are going home, and they have to fill out the team with like the ragtags. Like I'm still okay with that. I just feel like there should have been like two or three other kids that like left with Evan and then he forms a team with them. So that like, it's going to be really hard to believe that this team can beat the ducks if they end up happening. And I I think there's hints of Sophie joining this team and that's going to help significantly, but even still it's, you got two guys with like, I'm telling you these other kids have no like hockey ability at all. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, It's, I want to see how they play it out and progress, but I think it would have been a little bit better just to have like um, Evan getting cut with like two or three other kids that were like, he was friendly with and he decided to form a team with like, and clearly they had some capabilities. They just weren't good enough, but they were like, you know, on the cusp. Um, And I think that would have just been a little bit better, just a little bit better, more believable. Um a true villain hasn't presented itself yet. So like we have the, hockey oh, you don't think that the ducks coaches eh, kind of sucks. He's just a, man, I don't, he is shitty. Like he's what's wrong with sports. And I, I, I get what they're getting at, but like you had the Hawks coach who was truly a villain in the first one. You had um, uh, the Iceland coach in the second one of truly like villain. And then I guess you had the varsity team as a whole with their captain as the villain. Well, we had Miguel from uh, the Hawks too, the one that like took out Banks in right. the first. Right. So I get we, maybe a few more episodes like that will build, and I guess we kind of have the villain, but we don't have like we don't have it quite yet. Um, but I guess that is building with the the Ducks and the Ducks coach as yes, they are the villain. I wish um, there was um a player that they had called out from that group though because they didn't single out like of there's not a bully it's like the whole team is a bully and i wish there was like one player that was like a little bit more above kinda, the others kind of with the um the lawyer's son who throws oh the one that sat face. down like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Book on the floor so kind of did but still like not seeing it at school as much like maybe a few more like school incidents of them like knocking him over or laughing at him or something um and then i always like they again another storyline they left out is the reason Bombay leaves the Ducks in the third movie is because he goes and works the Goodwill Games. Yeah, and like, they cut that storyline out of like what he did. Like he did kind of stay a lawyer for the Goodwill Games and was heading in the right direction. So you know, at least that at least they can do is for the fan service. I don't care. Say, hey, I worked for the Goodwill Games for a few years and then went back and um, created the Ducks in Minnesota and then it turn into something i couldn't control and then i went to like just adding the goodwill games like you add hendrix and that's also from mighty ducks too you might as well make a reference to the goodwill games yeah you could also argue too that like the progression of him leaving the ducks because it became not fun and too uh serious because of the the kids to then coaching in college also doesn't make sense you feel like hey coaching 12 year olds sucked i can't wait to coach 20 year olds (laughs) like i don't i don't necessarily see that making a lot of sense you'd be like no i'm fucking done with coaching um you sometimes can get a lot of control in college yeah i guess but you think you you know i don't know if you just think like all right i'm 
clearly coaching is not my thing because like I'm not enjoying it, but let me go coach at the highest level for like one of the best college programs. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, and I kind of wish, um, I actually wish it was a little bit, I thought he was going to have the violation was not going to be what it was. I actually wish it was a recruiting violation because he was taking winning too seriously. Falling back on that and not just being a good guy. Yeah. I, I think it would have made more sense that he realized he lost himself when he was there. Like he became, you could argue and you hope he's just trying to do something good for a kid, but would he have been doing something good for this kid if he wasn't good at hockey? Yeah. No, but but no, but I was thinking of like, I, and it was on the verge of a recruiting violation, but I wish it was kind of more of, Hey, I was giving money to kids because I needed to win. Like, I wish he had said that was his reason. We're nitpicking at this point, especially with a kid's series, but it's just like, I feel like that as like a college, I mean, we hear it all the time in college sports and it goes against, it kind of fits in with the theme of like all these parents care about is winning and, and their kids being the best. So like, it would make sense that Gordon would have lost his way and would have done something similar and been like, shit, I went too far and I need to leave this sport because uh, it's taken over and made me a person I don't want to be kind of thing. And that would have made sense. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done with hockey now. Like I, it clearly overwhelms me and I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, so anyways, um, excited though, for what's moving forward. Last thing we'll do is, and fittingly, our MVP uh, of the group of episodes that we watched. So uh, over the three episodes, who is your MVP? I'm going to go with Alex. The mom. Same. That was my phenomenal, but she stepped up in a big way um, and then doubled down and realized she needed to learn more about hockey to get better. So it's a better experience that not only the experience, but actually getting better at the sport is part of the experiences as well. Um, so big one, Alex, for me. Um, was mine. Yeah, I agree. I thought she was great. I thought she fit that role perfectly. Um, and really like her character and, and how she fits into this world. Um, but yeah, Alex, clear MVP in these first three, starting the team up and you know, really pushing in on Bombay, breaking down his walls and getting him to potentially and most likely um jump in and actually help uh, with this program. Um so yeah, I'm excited for, for what comes next. I hope what they do is like I was saying, I hope they spend a little bit more time with these kids getting, helping us get to know them. Um, the one thing I do want to see though, I feel like we don't, I don't have the sense that Evan's actually good at hockey because they haven't shown him uh, being like really good. It was, that was nice. And I want more of that. I, I want it to be very clear that this kid is good. Um, and so I want them to spend a little bit more time there but but it's similar it's a similar growth to charlie in the first one charlie wasn't great in the first one he was okay yeah i guess that's true and then he eventually got better so yeah evan evan is the charlie yeah and evan is the charlie of of this series so um but yeah so it was just not a huge thing just why i like want to see these kids and like get that vibe from from them like we saw with sophie we saw how awesome she was which was like adam banks um so like we 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 we're aware of like who she is like from a from a quality standpoint um but yeah so predict or new four five and six or do you want to do we'll end with four episodes or do you want to do four in the middle and end with three how do you prefer it there's only seven left so Uh, let's end with four 
All right, so we'll do four, five, six next. Yep. Um, do you want to do any predictions for the end of the series? Or do you want to wait till after six? Let's see how the next three yeah, go. Yeah, wait it out. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so four, five, and six for the next time we get together. Um, and yeah, we'll catch up on how the first weekend of the NFL playoffs went and any other NBA news that comes up or any other sports stuff. So uh, we'll touch, uh, talk to you again, hopefully next week or in the coming weeks. So we'll see you then.